bigger love of the family Hello, ladies and gentlemen, scholars and principals. Uh, welcome to Family Chatters, episode number six. I, of course, am your host, Chris McCarthy. This is the sixth episode, as I just said, of Family Chatters. Did I say Family Chatters or Family Matters before? I wasn't listening. Okay. I don't know. It honestly does not matter. Okay, good. So uh, this is Family Chatters, not to be confused with Family Matters, the show. This is, you are not watching an episode of television right now. You are listening to a podcast, uh, hopefully. You're probably not. Most people are not listening to this podcast, but uh, hopefully someone is. You think one person's listening maybe right now? Right now? Well, right, not right now because it's not live. Correct. We're, we're listening. Yeah. Someone is. Someone out there, some sick individual is sitting in their cubicle thinking about masturbating in the bathroom at lunch listening to this right now. So uh, I'm here with a couple of guests. You may recognize their voices. If you are a Family Chatters fan, and I assume you are, because uh, they were both on previous uh, episodes of this podcast. One of them is uh, was on episode number three of Family Chatters. Uh, his name is Jason Ferraro. Jay, welcome back. Hello. It's great to be back on Fam Chat and to be here today with you, Chris. A highly decorated podcast host. Thank you. Is uh, wonderful, and to be here with Rob today is something very special because you were on the spoiler first alert. Ever. I didn't get to oh, the next guest. I'm sorry, Jay? I ruined it. I'm not good at this. <sighs> okay. Anyway, my other guest is Rob. Although now I'm not even into it. Thanks, Rob, for being here, Rob. You're welcome. I'm I'm very happy to be back. Uh, I didn't get invited back as quickly as Jay, so I will. Uh, no, I'm right. a little upset. Uh, but it's good to be back on Facha. And excuse me, Facha. The kids are going to Facha now. It's not Fam Chat. Facha. Touch with the kids. Oh, it's so they've, ab- they've abbreviated it even further. So at some point, it's just going to be F- the FC. Mm, the FC. I like that. Okay. So Jay. Yes. Uh, last time we established mm-hmm. that you are an actor. Yep. And you actually have a feature film debut. Yeah. That just happened, and I believe the movie is called Magic Mike Two. That's right. Uh, and you play a character. Just called the thong cleaner. Yeah, Can yeah. Can you explain a little bit? Sure. Well, after Channing Tatum comes out and does his little dance and he gets his pee pee wet, I come out there and and I uh, I clean all the thongs. I, I clean all the thongs. And please, would you would you say that line, your famous line from Magic Mike Two as the thong cleaner? Go ahead. Um, I don't know, Mister Channing Tatum's character, but I think your thong is a little wet. <laughs> That's exactly it. I because his semen got on the thong, Rob. Can, can I ask a question? Rob, you didn't see this film, obviously. No, I didn't, see, I didn't see Magic Mike 1. That or... is the famous line from Magic Mike 2 is when Channing... By the way, Channing Tatum's character does not have a name in the Magic Mike movies. His name is Channing Tatum's character. This was on, This was the line in the movie or after he came off, after jizzing in his, in his thong, you had to clean it. That's just what you asked him. Well, you obviously haven't seen the trailer because the line opens the trailer and then it goes into all the hijinks. It's a slapstick comedy. Yeah. Uh, literally, because they're slapping uh, things with their sticks. Penises. Wrong. Um, Penises. Let's, you know what? Forget about that. But actually, that was, a. by the way, folks at home, that was not true. That's a joke. That's a joke. You, ha- you actually were in a feature film. Yeah. So the actual name of the movie that you were in is called True Story. Right. And that stars James Franco. Yeah. Jonah Hill. Anyone else? 
Uh, Felicity Jones. She was in The Theory of Everything. Never heard of her. No, wait a minute. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that recently that's in theaters right now. You can go see that. All right, guys out there, go see it, but not until you listen to the rest of Fa- Facha. Mm-hmm. It's Facha, uh, though, yeah. And Rob, you were not in any uh, feature films, but you had a, a bit of a life event since the last time we spoke to you. You had a new baby born uh, from your wife, and um, congratulations, first of all. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I am running on zero sleep right now. I believe you. Yeah. And uh, so you're, I, I have to ask, your baby is a boy. How far down on the list of names was Jaleel or Reginald Vell Johnson or 3J? 3J was a close second. Okay. Reginald Vell Johnson was a close 42nd. Okay. Jaleel White, close 76th. So you ranked these up to at least 76? 77, yeah. Okay, Who's the seven, what was the 77th name? 77th was uh, Jaleel Brown. <laughs> uh, but you didn't go with any of those. That's too bad. Despite your love of Family Matters, the show, eh, you know there's a there's a better half to me. So, what's the baby's name? The baby's name is Bryant. That's terrible. Uh, you know, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm yeah, joking. just wait till my wife hears this and comes after you. <laughs> no, I think it's a wonderful name, and uh, you know, Mazel Tov to you and your lovely wife. Oh, you knew I was Jewish. How did you know? Nice. No, it's just something cool you say. I don't know. Oh, you're not like really Jewish though. You're like a little bit. Jewish. No, I use it for the jokes. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so, guys, here we are. We're about to talk about, oh, and then later in the show, I'm going to have an exclusive interview with uh, another actor. Jay, you're an actor. There's going to be another actor here, and his name I'll is- him. What? Huh? That got dark. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. You don't have to do that. No. There are, you realize there are other actors in the world. Of course. Okay. Is that how that goes? When two actors meet each other, they must fight to the death? Usually. There can only be one actor in a room at any time. Everyone knows that. So, uh, so- his name is Asdrubal Cabrera. So a little bit later, we'll be speaking with uh, actor Asdrubal Cabrera. Not to be confused with the baseball player. Uh, is there a baseball player with that name? No, I'm not sure. I don't follow the sport. Okay, good. So uh, now we're going to talk about Family Matters Season 9, Episode 6, Episode 199 of the series. It's called A Mind is a Terrible Thing to Read. And here's a synopsis. While testing an invention to improve memory in his school laboratory, Urkel gains the ability to read people's minds. Meanwhile, Carl fills in as head scoutmaster to the junior woodsman troop. And I don't know about you guys, but by far, my favorite NASCAR driver is Junior Woodsman. Of course. Uh, so, and this is another very special episode because it features the return of a character that I thought had died, or at least was written off the show, and his name is Richie. And Jay, we discussed Richie the last time you were here because you didn't know who he was. And uh, he is the son of Harriet's sister, Rachel, mm-hmm. who is a small child who was on the show for a while. He lived with the Winslows. And then he was gone, seemingly, for a while. And no yeah. one mentioned him, even. And even up until this point in season nine, we're six episodes in, he has not appeared once. And in this episode, he shows up like, like he's been there the whole time. So we'll get to that. Uh, so... Let's start with the Steve Urkel storyline, because it's a good one. It uh, begins in the school lab, where Steve barges into an ongoing class and says that, and announces to the class that he has made the most important scientific discovery in the last 100 years, and nobody gives a shit. The bell rings, and everyone leaves, and they're like, okay, see you, Steve Urkel, weirdo. 
And the, the only person who cares is uh, the teacher, the professor. He's like, Steve, what invention is this? And he tells him, he's like, I invented something that will improve your memory. It's a gigantic, ridiculous-looking machine I have created uh, that if you sit in it, it looks like an electric chair, too, a little bit, right? It's, it's, like, yeah. it's, it's like an electric chair at a circus. Yes, that's exactly what it's like. Mm-hmm. And he says, if you sit in this electric circus chair uh, and t- flip a switch, your, your memory will improve. And uh, the professor's like, that is crazy, Steve. I'm so happy you did that. You should have your own lab, he says. Uh, so the next time we see Steve, he's working on his, uh, his machine. And I don't, so he built this. They never explained who funds this sort of endeavor. Is this a school? Uh, is this proprietary well, they to Steve him, Urkel? They gave him the, the square footage to do this. Right, but this, it, this must have cost a lot of money to build when you see this hmm. thing. Where is he getting these resources? Who's funding Steve Urkel? The Illuminati? I think maybe. <laughs> That's what I was getting at, Rob. Thank you. Uh, it's all a conspiracy. Steve Urkel is a reptile Whoa. from another planet in disguise, and Obama is controlling all of it. You heard it here first on InfoWars. Never mind. Um, yeah, so the, Steve says, I have to test this machine to make sure it works. So he gets in it. And he uses it on himself, and it's crazy. When he flips a switch on this thing, that it smokes. Just doesn't seem like that's a good thing, but it, it shakes violently. This was this was this was a very touching moment in the show. I think touching, we were, we were, well, frightening. Okay, those are very different <laughs> yeah, emotions. When I, get, when I get touched, it's quite frightening. Okay, depends who's touching me. It's just you personally, though. Well, you know. But anyways, uh, so he and he steps out of the machine. Finally, cools down, and he gets out. And uh, and the professor's standing right there, and he goes, uh, he's like, well, Steve, did it work? And Steve's like, I don't know. And he seems a little weird after this. And then he realizes he can read the professor's mind. He knows exactly what the professor's thinking, even though the professor didn't even say jack shit. So he now, he's like, and he says, and this is a hilarious joke, he says, this will change everything. Now men will finally know what women are thinking. And the arena, cheers. And I remember distinctly at this point that, Rob, you were laughing so hard, you spilled your alcoholic beverage, and you were just on the floor laughing and having a wonderful time. You were literally R-O-F-L? The reason I was laughing was really because I wondered at that point, mm. did the, was the movie What Women Want, was that spun off from that line? I remember you bringing that up. Yeah. And no one answered saying. you. He I, said no, it I believe my answer was no. I mean, the thing is, we already know. Men already know. I already know. I don't know about you guys. Of what course. women are thinking all the time. And they're thinking about sex. Three married cool guys don't know what women are thinking. Come on. They're just thinking about dick. 24 and 7. 365. Right. And I have yet to hear anything to the contrary. Because there's right. no women here to tell me that. So, um... The next time we see Stephen Urkel, he's in his kitchen, the Winslow kitchen, which is where he lives now, apparently. And uh, he's sitting at the family table to eat dinner. And guess who's there? Richie, as the aforementioned Richie, uh, Carl, Harriet, the whole gang, Laura. Eddie Winslow's not there, which I find fascinating. Uh, I guess there's only a certain number of chairs on, at the table. But, right. uh, but, and also Richie's friend, uh, 3J who was a character on the show, and you guys both asked me while we were watching this, who is 3J? And I'll explain. 3J, in a prior season, 
was an orphan who befriended Richie, and Richie brought him home to the Winslow house and said, this is my new friend, 3J, but uh, he's an orphan, and can he live here? And Carl's like, sure, because Carl just has an open-door policy to his house. Anybody can live at the Winslow family home uh, if they so choose. That's how Leo shows up on Growing Pains. They just find him in the world in, like, a dumpster or something, and then all of a sudden... They find Leonardo DiCaprio in a dumpster on that show? Well, I don't know about a dumpster, but he was definitely a hobo that um, Kirk Cameron brings home to the Seaver household. Sure. So is is 3J still an orphan? Are we led to believe that he's still an orphan? No, he lives at the Winslows, but they oh, just never Oh, 3J zone. lives there too? I think so, yeah. All right. They never really explained it, though. So neither of them have been around for the last ha- five yeah, episodes. He has not been in this season up, up until this point. Is the grandma dead at this point? The grandma has not been around either, and I thought she was alive, but who knows? There's a lot of characters... That where they're not explaining where they went. But uh, so they're sitting around eating dinner and Steve is reading everyone's mind because that's what he can do now. And he hears Carl, everyone's complaining about the dinner that is made, that Laura made. Carl's complaining about it in his mind. Harriet's complaining about it in her mind. Uh, 3J is just, uh, I think, thinking about uh, sex, right? 3J is like, talking about sex. 3J is obsessed with women. And 3J is what, eight years old? Seven? Yeah. He's obsessed with the ladies. Right. He's going to eat his meatloaf and then get his dinghy ringed. <laughs> I've never heard that term. It usually follows eating meatloaf. Yeah. That's uh, probably why. The, the old dinghy ring. Yeah. Yeah. You never, you never got your dinghy ringed? I'm, I've been married for four years. Yeah. For four years. She, she ain't ringing that ding. <laughs> that was a little bit of your Jewish coming out there with that. Uh, yeah. I was channeling my grandmother. Okay. And then, he, and then Steve hears Laura... He hears her thinking that she's attracted to Steve Urkel. And she's thinking, God, Stefan's my boyfriend, but I'm attracted to Steve Urkel. And Steve hears this. She doesn't know, but he hears it. And he does not play it cool. He stands up and, and immediately goes, I knew it. I knew you were attracted to me. And she's like, I don't know what you're saying. And he's like, no, it's a thing. I could read minds now, guys. And everyone goes from being like, Steve, you can't read minds. Don't be ridiculous. He proves it by telling them all what they're thinking, and they go from not believing him to being mad at him and not impressed at all that he invented something like this, which is physically impossible. They go, Steve, that's not cool. Yeah, Laura says something about it, like reading the mail. Reading the, oh yeah, reading minds is like reading someone else's mail, which is not that, that's not the same thing at all. No, well, mail today is very different from mail in 1997, by the way. Sure. 97 was your personal information. Now it's just Instagram. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if that's true. You guys don't get that in the mail? We'll have, you get Instagrams in the mail? Physical Instagrams? Like a telegram? You it's, get it instantly? <laughs> it's not so much Insta as Delaygram. So it's, that's just a telegram. Is it a picture of something or is it a message to you? It's a postcard. Okay, the postcard. So that, you're, that's just mail. Uh, On the third episode, I had mentioned yes. that Laura was looking fine. You did, right? Would you like to stand by that statement, um, or would you like to uh, walk it back? No, I want to enhance it, because oh. in fact, Christopher, in this particular episode, I feel as though Laura's looking very fine. Okay. Especially in that yellow number that she shows up yellow with later in the show. doctor. Yeah. That sweater she's wearing? She's got that the yellow sweater. The long sleeve sweater. Yeah. The stripe? That one. I agree. Uh, so she's been upgraded from looking fine yeah. to looking a very fine. Yeah. And not only does Steve Urkel have a chub, we didn't even talk about when 
Reginald was looking at Bryce. Well, we're getting we're getting. Oh, there. I'm sorry, Jay. We're going storyline by storyline. There's a whole side story with Carl here, where he becomes a scoutmaster with a big chubby, and he gets a, he gets a fairly large chubby. Uh, thinking about the women in the newspaper modeling bras, but we'll get there. So, uh, so everyone is mad at Steve now because he could read their minds. And uh, finally, he invites Laura to the classroom later that day or the next day to apologize. And he says, I have it all figured out. I'm going to reverse what I did to get me to read minds, and that will make me unread minds. Uh, and he sits in it with her there, Flips the switch, the whole deal, the smoke, the flashing lights, the, the shaking, everything, and he gets out again of the machine, and uh, he's cured. He can't read minds. But guess what else? He's got that chub from that yellow number. No. Yeah, exactly. No, he does not. He does not get out of the, the machine with a boner, Jason. Jay, you're making a lot of references to genitalia and boners, and would you please see me after the podcast? Absolutely. Thank you. Um he gets out of the machine, and guess what he can do now? The adverse, there's an adverse effect now. And the adverse effect is that he is now suffering from uh, what I would refer to as classic sitcom amnesia. He can't remember uh, anything. He, has short, he says, oh, no, I must have short-term memory loss. And then he goes and says, oh, no, I must have short-term memory loss. He forgot he just said that. He keeps forgetting Laura's there. The, the thing is about all that, um, this episode to me, number 199, I got to lay it on the table here, folks. Let's do it. Um, first of all, I didn't find it enjoyable for one second. What? Um, but I have to be honest about okay. it. Look, I've enjoyed a lot of different episodes of Family Matters over the years. And this one to me... Um, Is this your least favorite? I mean, yeah, I would think so. I mean, I haven't seen all of them. Who the No one's seen all of them. But I don't think any one person has watched all of them, except... Uh, maybe me. Yeah. If I do every season of Family Matters as a podcast, which I am certainly not going to first do. First of all, something has to be said here, yes. right here, that first of all, you pay 99 cents to watch each and every episode each and every week. And for you, for that, I think you should hit that button and you should get an applause. All right. 99 cents. Wait, wait, wait. Big deal, Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks. Except the fact you can watch them online for free, so thanks, you should guys. really get a boom I cannot watch them money. online for free, Rob. My own computer. A Mac. Okay. Well, sorry. Yeah, and I'm a PC. I have to... Oh, if we're doing that commercial? Uh, the Mac's the cool one in that commercial, though. So sorry, PC. Is it time to make the donuts, Rob? <laughs> Solid reference. Yeah. Um, hey, that Micro Machines guy was awesome. He was talking fast. He was not... You were talking about him like he was in this episode. <laughs> Micro Machines guy, by the way, not appeared in this episode. He's in the series somewhere. You think? I bet he was. Uh, so now he's Steve can't remember anything, and that's like, oh, is this a thing? Like, is this like a new thing? He doesn't remember things. Now he has amnesia. Are we gonna have to listen to this? And then the episode just ends. So we don't know. Is this gonna happen next week? Can he still not remember anything? Uh, we'll have to find out. We probably could have watched this episode seventeen years ago. Oh well, now you're getting crazy. Nah, you know. So, uh, so the other thing that happens uh, during. Um, this episode of Family Matters, is that Carl becomes a, a scoutmaster. It's totally not necessary. Literally, all of the side uh, plots of these episodes do not need to exist. They literally are there to fill time. And this one is one of the most time-filling ones there is. Carl is like, uh, tries to become a scoutmaster reluctantly. Richie and 3J walk into the room for the first time ever. 
and uh, and he's like, oh, Richie, 3J, why are you upset? And they look sad. And they say, well, we're upset because uh, Troop 134 of the Junior Woodsmen, uh, not to be confused with <laughs> the famous NASCAR driver, uh, Troop 134 is full. And we're supposed to know what that means. We're supposed to think, we're supposed to know that Troop 134 is where it's at. And, uh, and they're like, uh, but now we don't have a Scoutmaster and we don't have a troop. And they volunteer Carl against his will. And Carl's like, well, I don't think I should be your Scoutmaster. And they're like, good, so you'll do it. And uh, so cut to Carl being the Scoutmaster. And another thing I should point out is that I would expect, if you say there's an episode of Family Matters where Carl becomes a Boy Scout Scoutmaster, I would think it takes place maybe in a set that's supposed to look like the outdoors. Camping. Like they go camping. Yes, that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. Guess where all of the Junior Woodsman meetings are held? In Carl's living room. Because sure. that is the cheapest place uh, for Family Matters to shoot. Carl Winslow, first of all. Yes, Jay. Should have been like, look, you're the bastard son of my wife's sister. And you're this little garbage 3EJ baby that we found in the fucking trash. I'm the police chief now. I'm trying to get my dick wet with these Wonder Bra ads. I'm not going to be your Cub Scout leader, kids. Get the fuck out of my house. Listen, he's only the captain. Oh, right. That's the only problem you have with what he just said, that he's not the police chief. If he was the chief, you he think- would have said all of that. But the captain, I mean, take it down a notch. I mean, to, oh, but going back to the Wonder Bra thing. He was. There is a scene that opens the episode, I think, where Carl's reading the newspaper and Harriet is talking to him and he's not listening. She's like, Carl, are you looking at that Wonder Bra ad again? And he gets all flustered and like drops the newspaper. He's like, no. And clearly that means he is. And yep. Carl is getting aroused, looking at ladies and bras in the newspaper like you had to do in 1997. There was no such thing as pornography then. No, Playboy didn't exist. That was invented in 1998. Only the newspaper. Black and white, pixelated yep. newspapers. So, uh, so Carl... So, okay. okay, yes. So, so he's the chief. He's not the... No, he's, he's not the, the chief. He's the captain. Okay. It was very... You couldn't do that to Native Americans. You couldn't call them chiefs. What? They were captains. <laughs> I, How did we get there? Nobody... Yeah. I stricken that from the record. Yes, please. Thank you. No, delete that. Okay. You keep that part in, though. I'm going to keep the part where you say delete that. No one will know what you're saying that we're deleting. But it's gone. But believe me, folks, it was very offensive. So um, the next, so they have their junior woodsman meeting in Carl's house, and he's not into it, and the kids hate him. And they're like, Carl, you suck at being a scoutmaster. And he's like, guys, what do you want from me? I don't want to do this. Uh, and then the next meeting starts, and Carl's got something planned. They're going to build a birdhouse or something. And uh, and this is the greatest resu- resolution to a plot that I've seen so far. A kid barges in, another kid from the troop. And there's like 15 kids in this troop. A kid barges in and he goes, hey, guys, guess what? All of the O'Malley brothers moved to Philadelphia. Troop 134 is wide open. We can all go. And then all of the kids leave to go to Troop 134. So that means that there are pr- how many O'Malley brothers, right? 15? That's quite, I mean, that's offensive. The Irish family having a lot of kids. Yeah, that's racist. Not as racist as that Native American comment that Rob well, we were, that's made been earlier. stricken from the record. And right, we know right. That. No, that was pretty bad. <laughs> uh, so, the kid came in and was like, everybody, the Mally brothers, they're not here anymore. We got to go. Blah, 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 blah. Micro Machines. Yeah. <laughs> was that kid the Micro Machines guy? Yes. That's the Micro Machines guy's kid. That's how we got on it. Okay. Mm. Now that makes sense. Mm, yeah. 
So they all leave to go to Troop 134. The O'Malley brothers must have just moved yesterday or today, maybe even. And they're also having a troop meeting at, at Troop 134 at the same time. So everybody leaves and Carl and Richie, but Richie feels bad. Richie's like, Carl, I, I'll stick with you. And Carl's like, no, it's all right. I really didn't want to do this anyway. But uh, but you learned a lesson, right? And the, the lesson is loyalty or whatever. And then... Your dad's not coming back, kid. <laughs> That's how it should have ended. Yeah. A real heart-to-heart with Carl where he's like, Richie, I could tell that you're distracted by life because uh, you don't have a father or a mother. Where's your mom? Where's, Where's your Rachel? Mom? Where are all these people? What happened to these characters? We haven't Someone. seen them yet this season. I mean, come on. Come on. Come on. Uh, so that's the episode, guys. What do you think? Never mind. Don't answer that. <laughs> Can only go up from here. Um, if we're ready, I'm going to get to my special guest. Uh, who's been waiting here silently the whole time. He's been sitting here listening very patiently, and he hasn't said a word. But uh, obviously, we only have three microphones here in the studio at, at Family Chatter. So, Jay, would you mind stepping aside uh, and letting our f- good friend join us? Sure, guys. Thanks a lot for having me on okay, the show bye, today. Jay. Bye. Bye. Uh, okay, so here we are. It is uh, His name is Esdrubal Cabrera. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Estrubal. Chris, thank you so very much for having me today. And um, I promised myself I wouldn't get emotional off the bat, Chris. Oh my God, you're crying. But the thing is, this is very important to my career and everything that I stand for as a member of the Screen Actors okay. Guild. So thank you very much. Let's see, okay, sir, t- um, take some tissue. Rob, give him some tissues, please. Here's a whole box. There okay, you go. There you thank go. You, Rob. I have more if you need it. Thank you. Very emotional, but uh, but thank you for being here, uh, and I'm glad that this appearance means so much to you. Now, you are here for a reason. You're here because you have a, a close connection to the show Family Matters. You auditioned way back when, what would this be, 1990, maybe, 89 even? Uh, you auditioned for the role of Steve Urkel. It is true, Chris. Um, they brought me in, and they said, look, here are these sides. You're going to read all of this, and I, I was new to the business and everything, so um, I read, and I thought I killed, okay? Sure. Let me tell you something about this. Now, they, I, can I stop you for just a moment? When you did this audition, yes. did, you, uh, did, you, did you do it kind of like you're talking right now, or did you try to fake a, I don't want to call attention necessarily to your accent, but did you try to do a, a more Americanized accent? No, Chris, when I read okay. the, the script, I said, this person is from my homeland. This is from my country. I understand who and this person is. While, while we're on the subject, what country are you from? It's a little island off the coast of Turkey. Uh, you would not know it. I, I wouldn't. Try me. No. What's, it, what's it called? It's called um, the Island of Dreams. <laughs> the Island of Dreams? Yes. Strange, you have a South American accent. I, I don't I'm know really, where you're yeah. at. Your accent seems to be a little bit uh, South American, a little bit Indian at times, maybe. It has been noted in different places to be different things. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but uh, in the Philippines, 1-800-COLLECT, I had a huge string of commercials. I was the little boy. Someone was riding a goat, and they said, I need to make a phone call. And I was like, 1-800-COLLECT. It was huge. Right. So you've been in show business for quite a while oh, now. Oh, very long time. Sure, yes. I mean, What was your first role? 
Well, um, that commercial there was the first. Oh, as, as and, a little boy in the um, Philippines. So how did you get, you went from the Island of Dreams. Yes, Chris. To I, the, okay. Island of Dreams, 1-800-COLLECT commercial in the Philippines. And they're doing a casting call. They're doing a casting for call. For the Filipino 1-800-COLLECT commercial in on your home country of the Island <laughs> of Dreams. Did they, have, did they have call ATT there too, or was it only 1-800-COLLECT? Was David Arquette, were you competing against David Arquette? Yes, of course. David Arquette was somebody who I thought was a, a, a rival of mine, somebody who I did not respect. But I'm walking around the Philippines, and this guy walks up to me and goes, I, I am Benihana. I do this, I do that in show business and Hollywood. And I said, oh, my big break. This is it. This is my big break. So he so, brings me out to LA, and I, I oh, <laughs> easy, take it easy, Astro. I'm just knocking my Don't you realize I was almost Steve Urkel? I'm trying to tell you this, okay? You bring me into the show, and I tell you I was almost the Urkel. I was almost him. I killed the audition. Everyone, you are uh, just a whirlwind of emotion right now, Astro. You what have would used my life all. Have been? You've used the entire box of tissues already. Yes. If I was the Urkel, yes, right now, okay. I could be doing, I would be on Castle. I would be on JAG. I would be on all these programs, and I'm not. Right. I'm very sorry to hear that. So, okay, so what you, you mentioned someone, and you said someone named Benny Hanna. Oh, sure. Uh, who you know and is a friend of the show, the writer of all episodes of Family Matters. He's not a friend of mine, okay? okay? So you had a little bit of a falling out. Well, oh, because you didn't get the part. Well, I did not get the part, but I killed the audition. Okay, so what happened at this audition? I killed this audition. So you know the show business, Chris? You know when they say you killed it? I know that you keep saying it. I killed it. Okay. okay. <laughs> Everybody in the room, Rob, they're laughing. Ha, ha, ha. This is funny. This is great. And then I'm walking out the door, and I turn to them, and I say, hey, does anybody have any cheese by accident of that? And <laughs> what was that last word well, you said? Well, see, I used some of my own dialect there, too, because was that a, I wanted to give my own spin on it. Was that a word from your native uh, language <laughs> that you threw in at the end of that? Of course. Okay. <laughs> what, is that? what does that mean? Say that. Can you say it again? Does anybody have any cheese palata padu? You know? And, because, and the thing was, they're all laughing. But I said to them, I said, wait a minute. I am hungry. I just had this big flight. Sure. I come over here. Benny takes me right to the set to do the audition. I had no time to eat. I enjoy cheese. Come to find out, Benny Hanna puts this in every single script and right. makes it a... That was one of Steve Urkel, the character's famous catchphrase. Chris, it was mine. It was yours. And it he stole. Mine. they stole it from you. Yes. So you feel... Now I understand why you were crying. <laughs> Uh, you feel like you were robbed. Yes. Okay. Don't you stop crying, Rob? Can you please get another box of tissues? Uh, I don't. I'm, I'm out. Can you run to the store? I'll go. Okay. Thanks. Um, uh, so, did did you ever get a break? Like, did you ever get a role? Did you ever audition for any other any other shows? Because it's very interesting you ask me that because I was actually up for the Seinfeld. Oh, you were you auditioned for Seinfeld. Okay, at wh which the character? Seinfeld. The Seinfeld. Daddy. You auditioned for Jerry on Seinfeld. It would have been Isdrubal. It the show would have been called Isdrubal Seinfeld. Yes. Wow. So, well, I mean, you can't be surprised you didn't Do get that. Do you ever notice when you go home and you go to your house and all of a sudden your wife is fucking your friend? Oh, that's a little bit of a. a that's a little darker than Seinfeld's jokes. Well, the problem, Chris, is because of the country that I come from. Um, the Island of Dreams. The Island of Dreams. 
I brought it a little too dark, and Larry David said, look, I want you for this, but, you know, Jerry Seinfeld, he's a little more PC, a little more clean. And so then, that was the main, the main, the only problem, really, was that your jokes were just a little too on the raunchy side for NBC you, at that time. Do you think the Island of Dreams is like California? Everybody's beautiful. They got the muscles. They got yeah. the money. It sounds like it. The Island of Dreams, it sounds great. Yeah. It's not. It's not good. No. What's the Island of Dreams like? Does dreams mean nightmares in your in your native language? Yes. Ah. Oh, so it's really the island of nightmares. Of course. Now that sounds terrifying, I have to say. Yes. I can't. Who else? Did you ever think of a story where you would be till someone says to you, hey, Chris, hey, Rob, you're going to be the Urkel. You're going to be rich and famous and you're going to be the Urkel. Do you have any cheese? Did I do that? You read for this show. Oh, you're going to be on Step by Step. Oh, what what role were you going to be on Step by Step? All of them. You auditioned for every character? Yes. And they were going to cast the show with completely 100% you? It was going to be CGI television show for the first time. They were going to... So, wait. You were going to be a CGI version of every character? Well, the technology behind it, uh, Chris, I do not understand. If you go okay, to my sure. website, Rob, if you go to my website, Rob, you can read about all of this and you will know more about it. Rob, can you go to his website, please? What's I'm, it? What I'm is? On it. What is? Oh, you're at. What's the website? Is DrubalsNightmares.com. Oh God! And that's your promotional website as DrubalsNightmares.com. Are you sure it's .com? It's not coming up. It's there. Well, I actually I haven't been able to pay for the uh, website. Ah, uh, yeah. It just says this, sorry. This is in progress. You got a five hundred four server error. I could see it, guys. The one eight hundred collect money has run out. I hate right. to. Uh, is that the last paycheck you've had? Yes. Oh my God! And how that was? How twenty years ago? Twenty five? I was almost the Urkel. Do you think uh, maybe some of the reason you're not getting these roles? And I hate to break this to you, maybe. Yes. Uh, your accent. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Tell me what I need to know to be famous. Okay. Let's let's try something. Can you do an American accent? Because you're on, You seem to be only auditioning for American television. Uh, can you do an American accent? Can you say, uh, say, say, uh, do you have any cheese as an American? Do you um, have any cheese, perhaps? Uh, that was not terrible. You slipped a little maybe British there by the end. It perhaps helped. I th- maybe a little yeah, better. If you, if you do that accent but talk with British words, I think you can pull it off. You guys aren't in the business. They pigeonhole you. They want it. They say, give me his droobal. He needs to talk this way. He needs to look this way. Who he says needs that? to look that way. Who? Please, I'm the captain now. No, you're the captain now. And I'm running this ship. Did you audition for Captain Phillips? Of course. Oh my Are you God. also the pirate? Look, I feel pirate. like you could have played the pirate. I'm a pirate. Everybody from Ireland's a pirate, Rob. Come oh, on. the Island of Dreams just makes Island a bunch of, of pir- pirates. Sorry, our Island of Nightmares, I should say. You don't think Johnny Depp went there when researching for Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> I, I assume he did, I guess. Of right? course. Okay. Did you meet him when he was there? Did I meet him? He comes to me, he says, Look, I want you in this movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you in this movie. You're going to be my right hand man. You're gonna be Luther Sparrow. I said, This is great, finally. And I go, you know, Johnny. I was almost the Urko. And you know what he said to me? What? He said, I know. He knew? People in the industry were talking about this Jubal. Wow. Do you, now, well, I have to ask you this as well, because we're talking about 
you, you just mentioned your name. Hmm. There's a baseball player, I think, named Azrubal Cabrera. Are you related to him at all? My cousin. Your cousin, who has of the same course. first name as you? One of us went to play baseball. One of us wanted to show business career. Could I be playing in the major leagues right now? Absolutely. Oh, you have the talent, you think, for the majors? Yes. Oh. Come on. Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. I was almost the Urkel. I can't play okay. left field for the New York Yankee? Does one qualify you to do the other? I think so. Okay. Hey, if Shane Spencer can do it. Hey. That's a wonderful reference, Rob. Shane Spencer. <laughs> wow. Well, as Trubal, I would love to thank you for being here. Thank You've you. been a great guest. You use all of my tissues. And Chris, I'm sorry. Okay. I just need to say to you and to everybody out there in the family chatters world, and Rob, you, of course, this meant so much to me today to tell my story. Okay. And I want to just say out there to everybody in Tinseltown, I'm open. I'll come in. I'll read for anything. And the Netflix... I'm looking at you, Netflix. All right. So if you're listening out there and you have some connections to any Netflix shows, as Drupal Cabrera is a very available actor, you can go to his website, or I guess you can't go to his website. Not yet. Until you pay the, the bill for the domain. But uh, once it's up and running, go to his website and is your resume on there and you can just hire you straight from there? Well, yes, but no. Okay. So how, what's the best way to get in contact with you? Do you have any cheese, perhaps? Um, are you asking me that, or are you? No, that's all they have to hear. They give Israel the, the show. Oh, so wait, do we go so outside wait. and we yell, "Do you have any cheese, perhaps?" And then that's how come? people should get in touch with you by just saying, "Do you have any cheese?" and then you appear. Yes. Oh, that's very mystical. <laughs> Uh, so thanks, Asdrubal, for being here. And uh, Jay, I don't know what happened to him. He left uh, a few minutes ago. Uh, oh, well, <laughs> I'll talk to him later. Oh, I'm supposed to meet with him after. I forgot. I think he's skipping out on our post-family uh, chatters uh, powwow. The post-facha powwow? Yeah. The f- hey, wait, was that Isdrubal Cabrera oh, who Jay. just walked out? I, wow, he snuck out of here like a ghost. Did you see him leave, Rob, even? He took it off. It was more of a dissolve. Um, so, guys, I want to thank my guests for being here. Isdrubal Cabrera, who has disappeared, but dematerialized before our eyes. It was hmm. fascinating. Uh, Jay Ferraro, of course. Thanks. Yes, you're welcome. Thank okay. you for having me. And Rob Haddon. Don't invite me back. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to ruin your night. Um, so the only thing left to do, you know what it is. Give me a catchphrase because I still haven't found my catchphrase. And I'm going to end on a catchphrase like I always do. So someone throw me a catchphrase right now. Do you have any cheese, oh, perhaps? Where did you come from? He disappeared again. Listen, look. It's either that or three in the pink. Two in the stink. Oh, boy. Those are my only two options. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you what. I'll give you this. As Drupal, since you just showed up again, and you clearly are begging to do something. Thank you, Cass. Okay. Go ahead. Say, the, say your catchphrase as we go out. I'll leave it up to you. Do you have any cheese, perhaps? Do you have any cheese, perhaps? See you, guys. Goodbye. Okay,